You are listening to the official Reg Voice podcast brought to you by Dr. Mona Al Moosley, Managing Director and Co-Founder at PRA Consultancy. Stay tuned for authentic conversations which will be addressed by healthcare experts from industry and regulatory authorities, emphasizing on recent industry topics, issues, and challenges. Reg Voice. Explore. Inspire. Learn. As I always say, regulatory affairs is department is the heart of the organization. And if it's doing well, then all other departments are doing well. Good afternoon. My name is Mona Al-Musli. I'm the co-founder and managing director of PRA Consultancy. This is the fifth episode bootcast, and this time for the next 30 minutes, we will be discussing the current regulation of biosimilars products in Egypt. All the details related to registrations, importations, deadlines, and entities, eligible entities, will be discussed. And now, with a great honor, I would like to introduce our great speaker expert, Dr. Asma Fuad Smail. She is the head of General Administration of Biological Product at EDA. She had her B-Farm from Cairo University in 2002, and she is a former head of biological registration at NORCB. Work in the registration of biological products since 2003 until today. She had participated in establishing the latest version of the biosimilar registration and guidelines, emergency use approval guidelines, and the team member, a team member of a registration group of national project of production, the plasma for fractionation. She is also a member of WHO, Global Review Team for COVID-19 Vaccine, which is really tough, and representing the Egyptian Health Authority as a speaker in many conferences. Good afternoon, Dr. Esma. Uh, good afternoon, Dr. Mona. Uh, hello to you and to all the audience out there. Uh, good morning and good afternoon. Good morning and good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us today. Before Thank starting... You. Before starting the regulatory and regulation and all topics going into a regulatory, we would like to ask you about the EDA and how is it formed, Egyptian Drug Authority, and also the BioN, which is responsible for the biological. So if you can give us a bit of history or feedback on that, that would be great. Uh, first of all, uh, EDA, the Egyptian Drug Authority, the the the, uh, the organization, the authority, the health authority in Egypt, the only one responsible for the regulatory function uh, for all drugs, uh, including pharmaceutical, biological, and medical devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a newly established entity, Berlo, uh, 151 for the year 2019. Uh, but uh, it, is, uh, it, uh, uh, it is established from already existing organizations taking control over biological and pharmaceutical and uh, all other uh, administrative entities responsible for uh, uh, regulatory functions at, uh, in Egypt, where even where previously uh, belonging to uh, Ministry of Health. Now they are under the umbrella of uh, Egyptian Drug Authority. Uh, the Egyptian Drug Authority consists mainly of nine central administrations. One of them is the BioN, the Central Administration for uh, Biological uh, Innovative and Clinical Trials. Uh, the head of uh, BioN is the, uh, uh, our colleague, uh, Dr. Injil Hosseri, and uh, we are three 
general administration inside the, the central administration. I'm heading one of them, the, central, the general administration of biological products. Um, the administration uh, I'm responsible for includes registration, a lot release, lab testing, and technical support uh, administration. Uh, the new uh, the new version of the guideline, as you mentioned, uh, issued uh, on the March 2020, uh, mainly include updates in the regulatory part, uh, country-specific parts, uh, by introduction of new timelines according to uh, the need of the domestic manufacturers of biological in Egypt. It also introduction of new category of local products like those uh, um, intended for formulation from imported for example, we added this category in the local uh, in the local products categories. We also announced uh, in this uh, in this guideline version the uh, technical one of the technical support services by EDA to uh, our uh, to uh, our to industry. Uh, mm -hmm. This one is a scientific advice services. Uh, it is allowed to be given to developers of biosimilars during the development of local and uh, local or domestic uh, products in Egypt. It also uh, updated the section of criteria of uh, selection of reference product. The old one, the old version requested to be licensed in Egypt. It, is, it was eligible to choose a reference product that is licensed in Egypt, but in the new uh, version, we, uh, we uh, omitted this condition. Uh, it is only requested to be uh, more, uh, approved by stringent regulatory authority and uh, and uh, approved uh, in one of them. So uh, th these are the main differences between the two versions. Uh, I would like to highlight something that we, before issuing the final version of uh, the guideline, we issued a draft for public consultation. This public consultation uh, targeted mainly for mainly the uh, the industry, the both the the, the companies importing. Or, and uh, those manufacturing, uh, the public consultation lasts for almost one, ma one uh, month. We received questions and queries, clarifications uh, from uh, them. We worked on updates and on the tuning of, the, uh, of uh, our draft before issuing. So, I, like uh, I like the idea of uh, public consultation where you get uh, from the market. And this is why uh, we have done these sessions in Reg Voice because always authority, when they listen from the market, they get the best of the practice out of it. Yes, yes. and, and, and uh, as, uh, as a new step uh, toward uh, this, uh, the, the, to have smarter regulations, we are now not only uh, issuing the guidelines, the draft guidelines for public consultation, but we also uh, issue them for drafting. We are okay. drafting the guideline. We are we, we sorry. We are piloting. I'm sorry. We are piloting the guideline. Okay. We open a pilot phase for uh, for for companies for applicants to submit their products to be piloted in the draft guideline before issuing the final. Okay. 
public consultation and uh, I think are both uh, steps toward making more and more smarter regulation. Mm. That's really um, a good thing that I feel, I believe all authorities has to do that because it will help them to get uh, the best practice out of it. And what is uh, after doing all this practice and uh, consultations happening, getting a new guidelines, what are the reflection on that on the market access? So if you can give us a few figures and numbers, that would be great. Uh, actually, we have issued the, the guideline at the beginning of uh, the pandemic, the year of the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately. We, you know, yes, you know, but, but we have um, uh, we have increased number of, uh, of, uh, of requests to start uh, mm -hmm. the registration process uh, through the new guidelines. Uh, we also received the um, um, uh, number of scientific uh, advice requests during development of manufacturing of, uh, of uh, during development of uh, local biosimilars. Mm -hmm. uh, so the reflection mainly comes from the, 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 the increased number also this year, as you know, and these two years, uh, the, the, the main uh, the main target uh, went to vaccine vaccination and to biological products mainly in this area of vaccination against COVID and the treatment. But there is an increase in number of submission of requests and handling the scientific advice of the biosimilar products manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we will say, because some of our clients who are, who are not yet in Egypt market was asking, like, what is the eligible entity that can register a biological or they have the influence to import even? I know that uh, you might register with an entity and uh, import with a different entity. So if you can tell us more about that. Uh, uh, the eligible entities to register and import, they should have, uh, like, uh, what we say, uh, like what we call it, pharmaceutical companies. Pharmaceutical mm -hmm. companies, maybe uh, those who have scientific office, registered scientific office, or mm -hmm. they have agency agreement from uh, a global manufacturer, and they have an agency contract uh, between them, or later authorization to represent the global marketing authorization holder in Egypt. Uh, and uh, uh, we have uh, a PDA uh, company profiles, uh, company profile section that the, 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 the applicant should submit all these commercial and the legal documents, uh, but they are uh, the uh, permitted entities to oh. get the licensing of biological or pharmaceutical is a, uh, is a pharmaceutical companies, either uh, they were uh, uh, scientific office or agents or uh, manufacturers themselves, uh, like local ones. So, um, so the scientific office can register a product. Yes. Will also are they eligible to import, or they have to import via a medical store? Uh, medical stores are medical allowed store. by import permits. You have the the, the license of uh, storage facilities. You have yes. to re register the storage facility and sorry, the scientific office cannot import. This is my question. Um, uh, no, uh, oh, scientific yeah. office uh, can, they cannot import. They have an importer that is uh, that is registered at ED. Oh, okay. So scientific office can register the biological products. However, while importation, they have to use a local li licensed medical store from the authority. Yes, from the authority yeah. gives them the uh, registration of the uh, of the mm -hmm. importer and the, uh, the storage facility. 
Okay, going back to the regulation and uh, uh, as this was a commercial topic, what are the main concepts which the guidelines adopt to follow the practices of quality, safety, efficacy of the product? Uh, of course, the international concept, uh, the concepts adopted in uh, such field these uh, are the, the stepwise approach and the totality of evidence. Mm -hmm. uh, both concepts are uh, international one. We adopt at PDA and we build our uh, regulations uh, based on these concepts. Mm -hmm. uh, while uh, uh, at our guidelines, we have adopted several scientific guidelines, product-specific one to evaluate safety, efficacy, and quality of uh, the biosimilar, like MIFDA ICH guidelines, and they are mentioned in detail at the end of uh, our uh, of our uh, at the end of our regulations. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, they are product-specific or general one, but the main concepts are, as I told you, the uh, totality of evidence and the stepwise approach. Uh, we, uh, and especially in, in domestic manufacturers, they uh, they develop starting from the CMC file, from the pilot batches, then commercial scale batches, building the CMC file, then evaluating uh, the CMC file after approval, they can go to uh, comparability exercise against the product, and then after approval, they can go to uh, clinical record, clinical data, uh, record clinical studies according to the type of the product, and so on. So it's a wise approach and so, totality evidence went over. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yes. When makes they sense similarity on the level of quality, they can move on to the next step on the level of clinical. Mm, come on. Um, with the hot topic that's going on in all Middle East and re, uh, reliance uh, topic, and that um, it's uh, in the region where uh, some company, some countries or some authorities accept the other authorities' registration. How is it with uh, the biological product? Do we have any uh, reliance? This is a general, uh, yes. Let me tell you, Dr. Muniz, this is a general, uh, not only for biosimilar, but we let us uh, see uh, in pandemic through the two, uh, the last two years, we all have seen the magic uh, mm. effect of the lines. Let's see the magic effect, of, say, say the magic effect of the lines, uh, especially in getting the emergence use approvals for uh, vaccines used for vaccination against COVID, for even uh, treatment, monoclonal antibodies used in treatment, um, new new products, new state-of-the-art products that are not yet completed, the clinical, mm -hmm. uh, their clinical trial, but we give them emergency use approval based on evaluation of uh, stringent, what, call it, what we call it stringent regulatory authority, we rely upon in decision-taking. Uh, it was very effective and from this experience, we decided at ETA to improve our practice in reliance to move forward towards smarter regulation by updating the good reliance practice guidelines to, and to stick more to the good reliance practices. Mm -hmm. We had the concept. We had the concept of reliance um, uh, embedded at EDE uh, even before the establishment of EDE as one entity since 2018. But we, uh, by experience, we updated our practices. We have now draft guideline uh, for a bridged anti-verification process. Um, it is the one we are piloting now. We opened the pilot phase uh, with manufacturers to submit uh, their products to be piloted by this uh, guideline. And by the end of the pilot phase, we will finalize our draft and issue them. So, uh, for example, we can uh, finalize the marketing authorization of um, those approved by, for example, Emma and FDA in one month, and uh, those approved by one of 
these two authorities in two months and so on. Is there a list of this? Is there a list of this product? Are you uh, stick with that list? Is there any new guidelines or an update on that list will happen soon? We we have the draft guideline for a bridged end verification process. It is a reliance one, um, updated with with new requirements, and we are uh, we we are uh, uh, participating with the, uh, with the applicant in Egypt in the pilot phase. It is expected to be finalized by the end of November. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the year, we'll issue the final guideline uh, after the, the very good. After tuning and modification. This is a very good um, thing to know because a lot of countries are waiting for that list to be announced, I think, and they have a new plans on the new yeah. year. We, we, have, we have put the, uh, the announcement uh, of this uh, trial phase, or this pilot phase, on our website to encourage uh, applicants to submit. Mm, come on, very good. Um, so we have now a few questions which technically I was asked from people who's working with a biosimilar, uh, biological solid registrations. Um, one of them says what ha is happening now that you get an appointment from uh, the authority and uh, you can on that day, on the same appointment day, you can use a link to submit all the files and there will be like six files including quality, stability, PV, and all the files. So their question was, if we are getting an appointment to use the link, can we use the link for the next two days instead of one day because uploading is taking a lot of time? Uh, 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 let me tell you something that uh, the, uh, also it is a lesson learned from the remote working during the pandemic. Huh. And uh, we used to submit hard copies and we used to make face-to-face meetings and that was changed by uh, according to the current circumstances we are now working by electronic submission so we are shifting all the workflow from uh, yes. from the normal way to the uh, online uh, yes yes the portal, portal yes the automatic submission uh, will uh, I, I i believe this automatic submission will uh, solve such technical problems like uh, the, the file is too big to be submitted through the link or the drive or whatever. Uh, it, it, by securing, by, uh, by offering a secured platform, uh, special, specially made by, uh, to EDA, to registration, lot release, and even scientific, uh, and even technical support administration and uh, at the, the biological mm -hmm. administration, by securing the automatic, the automatic submission, we will solve such kind of problems. Uh, mm. the, the size of the files, uh, why we, but we take appointment, we, we will stick to appointment, so it is an internal organization of work. We, uh, we secure also the, the, the fair distribution among assessors, so it's an internal organization uh, for us. Yeah, as a, as a consultant, Doctora, I understand very well that we should be organized on the timeline and the timetable. So um, I understand that you might still in the phase that you want to get an, give an appointment to people to make sure that your people on time giving the files as well. However, their question was, is it okay to submit the file within two days or we have to submit it on the same date of the appointment. This was... Uh, uh, on the same day of the appointment, 
to internally, uh, as I told you, organize the distribution. Oh, so it has to be on the same day. It has, uh, it has to be on the same day. But if there is any technical issue hmm. resulting from the submission in one day, I think, I believe it will be by the automation and the digital, the digital transformation. We are targeting at EDA all functions performed at EDA to be digitally transformed into uh, auto, uh, automatic and more uh, fast and more secure course uh, platforms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the question, just to reconfirm, that you have to submit on the date of the appointment to make sure yes. that we are aligned and the people can answer you on time and there will be no delay afterwards. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, and what about later on when we have a full portal? Still people will need to get an appointment on or are you going to resolve that? Uh, yes, the, the, fulfill, the, the, uh, the fulfillment of our requirements also need appointment, and it's mm. also another part of internal our internal organization work. Um, yes, which is understood because you want to uh, make sure that people are getting the replies on. Because if you will open it, I believe you will get more than 500 files per day. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And, and by the new regulations of uh, of registration of biological as a whole, not only biosimilars, we uh, we we changed our workflow to receive all the five words, not step by step. And, and that's I, I see it's, I, okay, it's, that's uh, it's a positive step. Yes, mm -hmm. it's a positive step. So uh, we we, uh, we also announced our requirements. So as we know, good submission practice equal good revision practice. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, uh, when the, uh, the awareness of our requirements uh, and we are uh, doing workshops uh, with our with the uh, with industry continuous engagement with industry through these uh, workshops to uh, illustrate more and more about uh, our requirements uh, mm -hmm. they understand our requirements they they practice the good submission and we practice the good revision and other things like appointments and dates and so on it's an organization for both of us Hmm. Yes, I agree, totally agree. The other question says, when they submit the files and all went well, and they want to get a post-meeting from the um, authority, sometimes they have two points. Sometimes the Ministry of Health uh, um, reply or post-meeting is not very clear. In that stage, or if they have a question, what they have to do? Uh, first of all, um, yeah, and, uh, Ministry of Health, uh, we are, we are. Sorry, sorry. I mean, authority of uh, registration. <laughs> yes. Sorry, because yes. So the EDA will reply for them. Yeah. So EDA or the, the regulatory authority will reply for them. However, sometimes the reply is not clear, and they have a question on that. On that yes. part, how they can sort it out? Who they can? So let me put it in a different way. If the people submit the files, and after submission the files, they got a post-feeding notes from the regulatory authority. So in that case, they, they need to understand more about this information or this missing document or this missing information, how they can go back and ask, because it's not always clear for them what is, has been asked. Uh, uh, the assessors at EDA, those who are evaluating the different parts of uh, the dossier, the are mm. always in engagement with applicants, either by, uh, yeah. and especially mainly depending now on emails. 
they uh, and emails are uh, daily they, in they uh, respond have daily response so we have a specific specific uh, unit for uh, for answering the emails and uh, giving replies on inquiries of uh, the app so uh, the, the uh, way to communicate with them is via e via email this is the most effective uh, this is the most effective and the most and the fastest route while or again the the automation of the workflow will adopt this uh, chat box uh, in which we can uh, in always come in, 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 in continuous engagement with them. Okay. Uh, well noted. The other question on the same part. So if they have any post meeting or error or rejection and they want to resubmit. They are they they know that they have to submit all the files again, which I understood that is wrong. They have to submit only the part that is error or rejected or the information, right? Not the old registration yes. has to be done again. No, it's it's not. Um, if we rejected the, the file for one or two items only, uh, oh. and it was clear for the applicant, he is allowed to submit the two missed words separately. Okay. And, we, so and, they, the, the, and they don't have to withdraw the whole form. Okay. But so they can, cases, they can comply or re, uh, resubmit what is missing if it is one yeah. or two. But in some cases, of course, if you have 10 or 20 things, he should do yes. it from the beginning. Yes. And, no, and, and if, and if uh, he submitted after a long time, after a long period from our opinion, uh, and it may have changes during development or variations uh, from uh, in the country of origin or whatever, uh, whatever reason. Uh, according to this, according to this reason, the file may change So it is case okay. by case. We don't oblige them to withdraw the whole file and submit a new file. We don't oblige them for this. If a minor or one or two items are uh, missed, they are allowed to submit these two items. Clear. And uh, the, the, uh, when they have any lack of justification or more information, the best and faster route is your email. This is yes, well noted. Um, the, um, the other question says that after registering the product and, uh, and getting the certificates, every time they want to ship, usually for the generic and other pharmaceutical product, they send the reference and the uh, lab assessment analysis requirements with the shipment for this first three shipments. Why do we have to do for every shipment and not only the first three shipments for the biologicals? Uh, we, uh, now we leave, the, we are leaving the registration and moving to the batch release. Yes, the batch yeah. release, the lot of these has its, yes, has its own policy and uh, for recombinant products or biosimilar, if you are asking about biosimilar, we are uh, generally, we are categorizing the product according to risk. It's a risk-based approach policy. Hmm. Risk-based policy. We are categorizing the products, uh, like for example, for example, vaccines are of high to moderate risk. Every, every, all and every patch received have to be uh, have to be analyzed. Uh, local products as well. Uh, no, uh, whatever the type of the product was, but if it's local, we are the authority, the only authority. We can. We don't have another authority to rely on, so we analyze. To, to release the batch. But for uh, one of the concepts of the, the risk-based is the reliance. Mm. So if it is uh, registered and marketed and approved in the country of origin, we, we uh, after registration, we have to uh, analyze the first three batches. 
Yes, this is usually in every, in almost all the countries it's happening. But what they are saying that for biosimilars, they are not accepting only three batches. It is every and every time you submit and get a uh, shipment. Uh, we we are doing this uh, only after registration after I uh, and we need to pass the testing and uh, no problem in the first three batches we uh, we we change the, the category of the risk of uh, product similar product to a lower category so it has and the same yes that's, excuse me so it's the same as the other pharmaceutical and generic products right yes yes something it's the same regulation uh -huh. Yes, but 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 it but uh, it reduced a lot before issuing yes. this policy. We were yes, we were uh, performing tests for all batches uh, submitted shipped to Egypt. After the policy, it has it is only one year to old policy. <laughs> After the policy, it changes a lot and it it, it, uh, it increases the burden on uh, on the on the labs and it uh, it increases the market access and increases the 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 release rate. And we are about to update the policy also, by the way, uh, after the first year, we have an annual update for the policy. And all the comments uh, will be considered in the new uh, yeah. version. Um, uh, I am amazed with the hard work and a lot of things happening for the last few years in Egypt, since I'm working with regulatory for a long time. Uh, it's a booming, they are doing a new regulations, a lot of efforts has been done. Um, also, the people who's working are more I remember there is in a stage where we have less people, so we cannot comply with everything in the market happening. Uh, now with the more employment, more uh, people involved, um, the new strategy of getting uh, the public in as a consultation, I mean, it's a lot of efforts. No one can say no. And mashallah, and you're doing a very great uh, job. Thank you. Um, um, this, uh, this was the last uh, question from my side. I'll just have a quick uh, uh, they were asking where to uh, download quick questions that we have received. Where to download the latest biosimilar guidelines from? Uh, from uh, our website. Uh, uh, I will send you the link. And of course, if you just go in yes. the web for the EDA website, the official website, it has the list of our legal provisions and uh, starting from the ministerial decrees, still the regulations and the guidance to applicants, everything. Okay. Another question says, from the manufacturer outside Egypt, if they want to register a biosimilar with the authority, do they require to establish a scientific office or they can do everything via their local distributor? Uh, uh, yeah, scientific office or, uh, as I told you, an agent with an agency agreement uh, with a legalized so agency distributor agreement can. Between the, yes, between the, uh, the representative Doctor, I think you are muted. And, the, and the MA holder uh, in the country of uh, Doctor, I think you are muted, sorry. We cannot hear you. You are muted? Uh, muted? Yes, yes, no, not again. Hala, again, again, we got you again. Yes, so uh, any, uh, any uh, district. Any distributor or they have to establish a scientific office or an authorized representative has to be there. Uh, authorized representative with, uh, uh, with an agency agreement between the, this representative and the MAO holder and the country of origin. Uh, it's not is enough to represent to legally be represented uh, in front of the authority. Mm. Um, I have a very specific question regarding biosimilar product. 
we are a UAE entity who has a license of biosimilar in from a EU manufacturer for a wholesale in the Middle East and Africa. Can we register the same uh, in Egypt using the CPP of Europe? Um, the EU CPP will mention EU manufacturer and MAH UAE. But not in the EU uh, the UAE manufacturer. Uh, uh, we uh, we ask for the CPP to mm. ensure the uh, uh, the stringent regulatory authority oversight. We uh, if we ask for a CPP from EMA, for example. Mm. We are stick. We, we have to stick to the manufacturers approved by M. If the CPP does not mention uh, this uh, this this manufacturer, so it will not be included. In which country? Uh, we have uh, we have uh, some uh, some countries listed to rely on their authorities, and some are not. So we have to do inspection to the manufacturing side and many other regulatory oh, right. uh, regulatory actions we seek in such cases. But if we are talking about the CPP from Emma, so we stick to the manufacturers, to the manufacturing side listed listed in this uh, CPP. And this the CPP. And this and, and by this we can rely. Oh, I agree. That is uh, yes. So we got at the end of our session today. Thank you for uh, having, uh, giving us this time. I know you are so busy person. Uh, we have been trying for the last week to speak 10 minutes on the phone and we could not do that. Uh, thank you very much um, for your efforts uh, and all the authority offers. Of course, all the EDA is uh, thankful for their uh, efforts and what's happening. Thank you for people who attended attending us live. Thank you for Oshan for your good uh, message and nice message. And um, we'll see you all soon. Inshallah, next time we'll see you in person, maybe in Egypt, Victoria. Inshallah, you're welcome. Thank welcome. you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. I appreciate Thank it. You Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you.